0: Hey, Solomon, this is Jay Rosemary. Are you tired of feeling overwhelmed and alone? I know when my children were younger, there was a lot of times I felt alone. That's why I started Solo Mom's Talk, this podcast. But you're not alone. You don't have to parent alone. And I, I keep repeating it because it's something that it seems we are convinced that we are alone. But reach out to me. I'm here for you. I can talk you through anything that's going through your mind. Because believe me, I've gone through some stuff. You can tell from listening to these podcasts that I empathize with you. And I understand and can connect with what's happening with you. So click the link below and book a one-on-one with me. We could just chat. Uh, no obligation. No um, no commitment, just chat. And so don't parent alone. Click the link below and book a, book a chat with me. An obligation, confidential and safe place to talk about you. Having difficulty with your teen? Are you struggling with finding solutions to your everyday parenting problems? Being a solo mom can be tough, I know. With all the things you juggle mostly for your children, you're left with very little time for yourself. It can be hard to see your way out from where you are currently. But what if I told you that you can change your life and the lives of your children? As a Christian solo mom of three adult sons, I know firsthand some of the challenges you faced. But I also discovered that when I shifted my mindset, I was able to transform my life in some amazing ways. Hi, I'm Jay Rosemary, your personal confidant and mentor. I invite you to connect with me and take the first step towards transforming your life. Together, we can work to find solutions to your ongoing challenges and create a life you desire for yourself and your children. And no, this is not about fixing. This is about us working together to achieve your goals. So if you're ready to take the next step to empower yourself to transform your life, click the link below and sign up for a free consultation call with me. I look forward to hearing from you and helping you on your journey to becoming the best version of yourself. Tired, weary, frustrated, What would you be doing if you weren't raising children alone? What's stopping you from living your best life now? On Solo Moms Talk, I discuss with solo mothers the challenges you face raising children alone. So if you're a working solo mom, dealing with independent children, insensitive bosses, weight and health issues, or even debt collectors, Join us as we discover your path to get and stay healthy, increase your income, and live with joy and purpose. In this battle
1: of life,
0: it's hard to keep your head. My guest today is Tanya Davis. She's a life coach who's passionate about empowering women or juggling a career and single motherhood. Welcome, Tanya. Thank you,
1: thank you, Jen, for having me. I really do appreciate it.
0: I'm yes, honored. it's my it's my pleasure. Thank you for coming. Um, before you, we get into what you do and your life story, as much as you want to share. Could you tell us who is Tanya Davis? So, I
1: am. I don't know. I thought about this question for a while. How do I answer this? And so, really, who I am is I'm multifaceted. But first, who I am is I am a servant. I am a servant leader who enjoys helping to be able to empower uh, single moms and career women. Um, I'm a single mom myself. I am actually transitioning to uh, an empty nester. I've been an empty nester now, probably for about Uh, two or three years. But the first year, I didn't all the way except me being an empty nester and still clinging on a little bit to my uh, son. I am a newlywed. So I just got married last year. And then also I am a government employee. So um, I enjoy helping our small businesses be able to uh, grow and excel uh, within the government sector.
0: Okay. All right. Thank you. So lots to unpack and lots of value in your experience and background. So um, feel free to share as openly as you want to. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. So the first part I want you to share as much as you can is how did you become a single mom? our solo mom, as we like to say here. And I usually ask this question because someone else can learn from whatever challenge you face and how you overcame those challenges. I mean, your children are grown now, so are mine. But tell us, you know, any part of your journey that you could share with us, we'd appreciate it.
1: Yeah, so I became a single mom, really, well, I became pregnant during my senior year of college. And at that time, I had many people wanting me to take alternative routes um, for becoming a parent because they were uh, fearful of what this journey may be or really just kind of dropping their fear onto me. And so I decided, you know, during college to continue on with my studies and to also continue on with uh, having my having my son. And so at the time, uh, when I finally did, his name's Sammy, when I finally did have Sammy, I still didn't fully realize that I was a solo mom. I was still holding on to that hope or that uh, perfect picture that we oftentimes (laughs) imagine that, um, oh, it's, he's, you know, the father's going to stay, the father will be there and uh, we're going to be a, a This perfect family, right, with a big house and a white picket fence and 2.5 children. That didn't work out very well. And so when I first ended up being a single mom, I first realized it when I went to the um, the building to to get governmental assistance. And you know during this time, I was asking the father, "You know, I need your help, I need assistance and At this time, we were young, and we were going back and forth in regards to um the the custody, the money, and everything else that comes with uh becoming that new solo parent right mm-hmm. um, holding on to that passion, holding on to that love, holding on to anger as well um and so I went to this building to try to get help, and I remember. Uh, filling out all the paperwork. So at the time, it was not really streamlined. You had to uh, fill out a lot, like 20 different papers, right, to be able to get assistance. Um, And so I remember filling out all the paperwork and telling them, you know, I have a job lined up. I'm, uh, I'm just on a deferment right now. I'll start my career in six months. And so they saw the paperwork. They saw the salary that I would be making, and they turned me away. They turned me away because I made $4 over, $4 over the limit. And I was told, no, we aren't able to help you at this time. And I just remember just, so, you know, I'm not gonna lie. We went back and forth, right? With some some conversation, I'll put it that way. We went back and forth with some conversation. And I just went to the lobby and cried and just realized, wow, I'm really in this by myself. I'm really Mm -hmm. in this alone. And I don't know what resources or what connection points that I can have to be able to get help. And so I believe it was at that moment where I truly realized that, okay, I'm going to have to figure this out. I'm going to have to get, uh, and I was already strong, but I'm really going to have to wrap my head around what are the kind of, what are the next steps? What are the actions that I need to take in order to really ensure that my son succeeds? And then also that I succeed in this. So, and there's more to that in regards to uh what was happening within, also realizing that it was a toxic relationship, a relationship that was not um healthy, but you know, it takes seven to ten times to be able to get out of a toxic relationship. And so I think I was probably uh right there at six, right? Of realizing that, <laughs> that, I, had to, that I had to I had to get out. I was still I was still holding on, still holding on, still holding on. But you know, when the carpet's pulled from underneath you, you have no choice but to ke- get up and to keep walking. Yeah. And so at that point, that's what I realized is that I must get up. <laughs> I must keep walking. And at some point when I get to, you know, number eight, number nine, number 10, then it's time to go. Um, and it still took a while after that, probably a few years after that, several years after that to truly realize um, that, you know, I, I must, I must, pour into myself in order to be able to pour into my son and help him to succeed.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely a struggle, especially when there's a third party and, if they're not involved, then that's what they are—a third party that mm-hmm. we we can hold on to and just—they just, just mock up the system, don't they? Yeah, and, yeah. You let them mock up the system, so you know I understand that because I've been there. At <laughs> so, <Yeah. Yeah. laughs> some
1: point, you gotta say like, enough is enough. You yes. know stronger than this. I'm bigger than this. And yes. you know what? I, I believe in, in my own strength. I believe first of all in the Lord and what he has done and that he'll get me through just like he got me through so much more.
0: Yes, yes, definitely. And it not it amazing how um, you're expected to survive on money that just isn't there yet or was there last year, but it's not there right now. Nobody mm-hmm. seems to understand that the money you made last year, if you're not making it now, it doesn't really matter what you made last year. Right?
1: <laughs> and, what, and what was um, about that situation is that, you know, I had a letter saying that I will be working, but like mm-hmm. my- I had just graduated from college. So I oh really.
0: Oh my gosh. And
1: it's not like my parents would not have been there for me. They would have, you know, Um, but there's something that I guess it's just me really being independent and me saying I chose to have my son. And so I need to make this I need to make this work. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know. They 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 told me that I had enough money, and I was like, well, I only got four dollars in my bank account. So,
0: yeah, I, I don't I don't get that. They're basing your your kid wanting to eat today on the money you're gonna be making next month or next year or whatever. It's just yeah. just unbelievable, right?
1: Yeah, and there was I call her my angel. There was an angel as she saw me sitting in the lobby just pouring out. And to this day, I tell her, I really don't know where Sammy was during this whole situation. <laughs> but I remember just sitting there crying. And, um, you know, one of the employees, she was coming back from her lunch, and she saw me just standing there bawling and just saying, you know, what's wrong? How how can I help you? How can I best uh, help you to get out the situation? And first of all, get you out this lobby, looking, looking the way you looking. Right. <laughs> and so um, went out to the back. And so I was able to get um, what we call TANF, but temporary assistance for needy families. Mm-hmm. And that only lasted about three or four months. Mm-hmm. And, um, it helped me to get to the point of being able to um, pay the minimum bills, but it didn't help me, um, you know, for those two or three years where I really needed it to be able to right. my career and my income,
0: yeah. But you gave you some breathing room, which which was good, I guess. Yeah, mm-hmm. at the time. Mm-hmm. All right. So um, we covered that, and I, I also want to touch on the emptiness part because I'm in that journey. I've just, you know. Probably the same time as you. You, I have three sons who are adults, and the youngest is 28. So, you know, but they didn't leave home until late, late, late. I had to, like, you yes. know, <laughs> so, like, like- <laughs> my
1: email, and that's all we can.
0: Right. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. So and and I understand it it is a difficult thing when it's just you and and them. Cuz now you're thinking it's just me and you're thinking what do I do now? Right? Yeah. Yeah. What was that like for you? That that point when you realize it's just you?
1: Well, there was a lot of change in transitioning happening at the time, which is Mm -hmm. the birth of uh, Butterfly Rising Institute kind of came from my past. And then that pivotal point in regards to where, okay, pivot, transition, what is it that you need to do? Mm -hmm. Uh, Sammy, you know, he went off to college during the pandemic. So right at the start of the pandemic, he went off to college. So I was really just stuck in this house uh by myself 24/7 um and of course now my husband but I had my fiance at the time too but there's nothing like having a daily conversation with your son or with your child knowing that they are safe and i think first i needed to fill that void in regards to okay i i need to feel like he's safe i need to know that he's safe because he's all the way in another state you know he was at <laughs> another college in another state in the middle of a pandemic, I don't know. And you know how you create stories in your head, like Mm -hmm. the sky's about to fall and he's going to be right there when the sky falls. You think Mm -hmm. of unrealistic things, right? That's going (laughs) to happen. That's exactly what I did. But a lot of times, you know, it's through prayer. It's through prayer. It's through friendships. It's through the understanding that let me match my imagination with reality. Yeah. How do I do that? So I had to put in different steps in the place to understand that he was safe. Son, you need to call me. And he got irritated, but son, you need to call me at least <laughs> once a day. Let me know you're safe. Even if it's a text, that's what we do. Hey, Mom, yeah. That's it. Yeah. Okay, that's good enough. Yeah. So as soon as I started feeling relaxed about that, I started to really say, okay, Tanya, what is your next step? what is it that you want to do? You know, I knew that I didn't want to be an employee forever. So it's okay. What is it that you want to do now? And at this point I decided I'm always used to being busy. So I took the initiative, which I still don't understand to this day as I write all these papers, being a PhD student. So I'm a student right now myself uh, in regards to really being able to uplift myself and then also uh, being able to ensure that I can help others. And then also being a reverend at my church. So although I was an empty nester, I was able to fill that time. However, what I would say, um, where I probably, me being transparent, where I probably made the mistake at is that I wasn't, um, I was scared of the silence, but to really embrace the silence, really embrace the silence and be able to understand that, hey, this is your moment to really be able to say, who am I right now? Right. Her identity so long have been Sam's mom. Yes. You well, know? Oh, there, here comes that mama again, you know, yeah. type thing. Was, here she comes. What's she about to say? I changed so <laughs> many policies and rules and all his, <laughs> but you know, I wasn't that mom anymore, you yeah. know? What I mean? So yeah. now I'm truly Tanya, the empty nester, Tanya, you know, about to uh, become the new wife or Tanya, who's the reverend, you know, there's different identities, but yes. the pandemic really helped me to embrace that silence, even though I was nervous at first, but to really embrace it.
0: Yes. Awesome. Thank you. I really appreciate you sharing that part. Um, the emptiness thing is re- it can be really stressful yeah. and you know, create depression. And so I, I'm happy you shared that because I'm going through some stuff and writing down some stuff about that right now. So thank you. You're
1: welcome. Yeah. You're welcome. I would love okay. to continue
0: on the discussion. Yes, yeah. yes, for sure. All right. So we talk about, um, you know, your life, your, your personal life. And now I want to talk about the stuff that you're doing uh, as a coach, and I, I think there are some more things. So, what, what, mo- what is your motivation behind coaching si- solo moms, and also the other work you're doing? Explain those, you know, that work, and just tell us what what are you doing for us.
1: <laughs> uh, so, Butterfly Rising Institute is the institute for single moms. Um, solo moms. And so what I really focus in on is taking my uh, business background. So um, I started in auditing and accounting and uh, lane six sigma and uh, everything else. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I started there. And I remember as I was going through my uh, highly toxic relationship of realizing, as I mentioned before, something needs to change. And so what I did is I took what I what tools I had, which was change management, uh, change management principles, and being able to really uh, take a plan. So here's my current state, right? So my current state at that time was really just going through uh, different elements of toxicity. So. Um, Not even to explain it all, but you could could think of the worst thing imaginable. That's what I was going through uh, in regards to toxicity. But I knew that as soon as it started to kind of spill over to my son, that uh, things needed to change. Things needed to be different. Mm -hmm. For a while there, I was able to protect, right? I was able to say, okay, I'm the only one who's getting impacted. I'm the only one being touched. But that was totally wrong. You know, they see it. They hear yes. it. they internalize yes. it, they feel it. Yes. Okay. So I took these different uh, change management principles and what we call an A3, which is nine simple boxes uh, on an A3 sheet of paper. And you map out what is it that you want to do. So um, I had the, uh, the current state of high toxic relationship. Second box is what do you want your future to be? Happiness. One simple word, mm-hmm. happiness. How is it that you get there? And so I took my background in auditing and change management, and I was able to kind of map out step by step, realizing because of my logical brain that change doesn't come overnight. And so I took uh, me and Sammy and we went uh, basically day by day with implementing this plan for change and being able to really start to flourish and be where I, am, where I am at today. And then also, of course, I'll never forget prayer, but then mm-hmm. uh, being able to implement that. So really, I want to be able to bring that to the woman that I serve for single moms. And then also wanting to get rid of the shame. Mm. You know, um, I remember in my career, when I first started my career, there was all this like, you know, you're trying to hide, but you can't really hide, right? right? Especially when you're the only black woman in a room where no one looks like you. <laughs> so you can't really hide saying, okay, well, I'm black, I'm woman. Of course you can see that, but maybe I can, maybe I can hide the fact that I'm a single mom and, and that I can, you know, go to these happy hours with all of you and, and and do all these things. But um, I really want to be able to get rid of that shame to where you can have that open, transparent conversation uh, at your employer, at your place of work to say, okay, this is who I am. And this is how, you know, we can meet each other's needs so it's it's a lot in regards to the institute, but it's really just being able to provide that safe space, provide communication skills, and then also be having the ability to implement change in your life one step at a time.
0: okay, all right, thank you. I like that, and in a minute we're gonna I'm gonna ask you to tell you know give us all your contact how uh, we can get in touch with you and stuff like that. but I wanted to touch on on. God and prior and faith, because yeah. one of the things the one of the pivotal points for me, raising my two youngest son sons is finding out that God was my father, yeah. and I learned how to how to see myself as God sees me right yeah. How has faith um how much of a role has faith played in your transformation? because I by your story, I could see the transformation
2: yeah. and
0: tell us how much of a role faith plays and still plays in your life right now.:
1: I can honestly say, in the beginning, I had little faith, right um it was scary, you know, not being able to eat,
2: not mm-hmm. being able
1: to transport my child, mm-hmm. and just wondering, okay, God, why? Why am I in this position? But then, as I continued to go to church, I found a church with, when Sammy was two years old. I said, I, I can't do this on my own. How is it that you can best help me? How is it that I can pour into whatever kingdom it is that you have me to serve so then, God, that I can be within your light? And so it was that small bits of faith that helped me to get through. I don't know if there was a structure. I don't know if there was a, a clicking moment, but it grew moment by moment. So, you know, when I wasn't able to eat, all of a sudden I would have food show up at my door. Hmm. There was a moment where my son needed a coat. I couldn't afford a coat for him. So then Mm -hmm. people from the church brought him all sorts of coats to be able to um, get through the winter. You know, it's faith like that where you're praying, you're praying, you're praying. And I don't want to make it seem like God's a genie. We all know that he's not a genie. Right. The whole story I had to go through because I wouldn't be sitting here right now able to help women with the tools that I have unless I went through that so faith definitely carried me through in regards to just believing and when i had to deal with my disbelief that's where other people were praying for me yeah. and it's important to have that circle around you of women who will pray with you you know mm-hmm. my um sorority sisters that i have you know um they they're all prayer warriors too where we had um we're still meeting now, 20 years later, where we have a Bible study every two weeks uh, with each other. We started this in our, you know, young 20s or whatever. And uh, really just building faith that way, where we were all still new uh, to Christianity. What does this mean as young adults, as adults, and as transition mm-hmm. to adults? So okay. that's what made it for me.
0: Yes, thank you. And the pivotal moment, I see, is when you decided that you needed help. That was your pivotal moment yeah yeah yeah
1: yeah, that was my that was my pivotal moment of understanding that you know this this can't be done alone there needs to be a safe space to be able to do this at you at the time you know with my friend circle at the time and uh the communities that i was involved with and working in corporate america there was really no one to be able to relate to uh, in regards to single parenting or going through the uh, different arguments and that they can understand what was happening in the home place. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. so yeah, so being able to share my story fully, I don't know if I was really able to do that, which is why I love, you know, solo moms, what you're doing. And then also um, with BRI is to be able to provide that safe space. Yes. As we can go to.
0: Yes. Yes. And it's interesting to point out that you went to the source because a lot of time when we're in that situation, we turn to relationships that are, you know, take us out of the frying pan and into the fire. So, you know, I really want to point those things out because when we're in this journey where it's sometimes hard to see the forest for the trees and we, make the wrong decision, makes the wrong the wrong choices, but you turn to the source, your source, instead of, you know, you could have gone another way. So I wanted to point that out and say, congrats on that. <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah. I mean it, you know, it it was tempting, right? Yeah. yeah, I, was, yeah. I was in my um I was in my twenties. Yeah. you know, I got pregnant at 21. So I was not able to enjoy the full benefits of being 21. Like, yeah.
2: You know?
1: Yeah. And yeah. so just balancing that as well. Like mm-hmm. see your friends going out, having fun, and you're like, oh, well, I can't find a sitter. And I don't I didn't trust many people uh with my son. Right. And so I, I was just at home. But yeah, definitely being able to get be grounded and have those those sources. Yes. Mm-hmm.
0: For sure. All right. What is Tanya grateful for today?
1: So I am grateful for my family. I am grateful uh, to have my health and just grateful to be able to to serve, to yeah. serve in his kingdom and to be able to uh, hopefully wake up every morning and say, God, that I make you proud, you know, and, and hopefully I'm able to help at least one person per day. So that's what I'm grateful for is that ability to be able to do so and just uh, having the support and love that I have.
0: Okay. Awesome. Thank you. And how can we get in touch with you? Um, Give us your handles. um, You know, just tell us.
1: Yeah. So our website is ButterflyRisingInstitute.com. And then our Instagram is btrfly underscore rise. And then we have a phone number 8334 we
0: rise. Okay. And we'll put those links in the show notes when we, yeah. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah, we will. (laughs) I always like you to repeat it so that if somebody's listening to the podcast, they can just switch if they need to, you know. So it's convenient. Yeah. (laughs) That works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. I really appreciate you coming and spending some time with us. And before I let you go, do you have one or two pieces of of advice for a solo mom in any situation?
1: My advice is to really take it one step at a time uh to be able to understand that it may look difficult now but as we always say joy comes in the morning so mm-hmm. it seems like there may not be a solution right now but to understand that uh with action with movement that something will come and to just keep that keep that in mind keep moving keep going and just understand to also take care of yourself Mm -hmm. Um, not we pour into our kids a lot which is understandable but also pour into yourself because as we both realize you're soon to become an empty nester they don't stay kids forever so just to remember to always think about what are those next steps that you're going to go into
0: right okay thank you tanya davis for coming and talking to us on solomon's talk i really appreciate you
1: well thank you for having me and i once again feel honored to just be able to uh
0: be on this platform. Okay, and anything else you wanted to share before we go?
1: uh no, not that I can uh think of right now um okay. to please look at our website. We will have classes and groups opening up uh at the beginning of next year, and we also have an event coming up in November that's in person
0: okay all right thank you and oh last but not least um so uh, if For live events, uh, what state are you in? Where, you, where, you look, where, where are you located? I'm in Colorado.
1: Okay. All right. Yes. Cool. Mountain
2: All State. Right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you. Thank you. Hello, solar moms. As a solar mom of three adult sons, I understand the challenges you face on a daily basis. As a mentor... My mission is to help you shift your mindset and empower you to take control of your life. To see yourself as God sees you. I know that unresolved trauma can be a heavy burden to carry and parenting alone can be a lonely journey. But it doesn't have to be that way. I want you to know that you are not alone. You have the strength and resilience to overcome your challenges and create the life you desire. I want to help you to make the effort to tackle unresolved trauma and change your perspective so you can live the life you deserve. I offer complimentary consultation where we can discuss how to move forward, create a plan to help you heal and empower you. You can schedule a consultation by emailing me at at jen.jrosemarie.com or by calling plus 1-917-994-1329 or schedule a consultation with the link below I am here for you and I want to help you take the first step towards healing and empowerment don't let unresolved trauma hold you back any longer don't Hearing in silence. So take action today and let's work together to empower you to live the life you desire.